Well, as the 6th of September, or rather December, is getting closer and closer, the Democratic Alliance has warned that uh, should the independent panel probing the Parapara matter find the President Cyril Ramaphosa has no case to answer, they will push for an establishment of an ad hoc committee to probe the matter further. Uh, joining us now is Sivio Guarupe, who is the DA's chief whip. Sivio, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. It almost sounds like a preemptive strike um, from the DA. Good afternoon, uh, Aldrin, and good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, No, not at all. I mean, I think, if anything, the DA has been consistent in saying that regardless of whether or not a probe into the complicity of the president is done, that uh, clearly this is a network of uh, people who are complicit. This clearly is not something that the president would have carried out alone. There are cabinet ministers who have not been probed. There are state institutions that have not been probed. And this is why back in August already, we had requested that an ad hoc committee be established to look at not only the president's role, but to look at every other thing surrounding the Palapala issue. And that was rejected and was voted on on the floor of parliament and the ANC used its majority to reject that, that motion, which was indeed for us rather sad and considering the fact that you know this is a, a, an organization that claims to want to renew we didn't want to, we didn't understand why you would not want the probe to clear people one way or another so what we are saying is that the section 89 panel unfortunately has only a very limited scope when it comes to looking at what the president is 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 responsible for or not and what they're going to be establishing and what they would have had to establish is whether or not there's prima facie evidence um, that he has indeed broken the law to warrant uh, um, uh, impeachment proceedings against him. It is possible, Aldrin, that the panel may say, based on what is available to them, considering the fact that uh, other institutions are yet to provide information, based on what is available to them, they were not able to find prima facie evidence. And our view is that it, that does not mean that the president has nothing to answer for. It just means that there is insufficient evidence to suggest that an impeachment inquiry must start. And that is why we say we're not going to let the matter go. Because, of course, by his own admission, the president says he reported the matter to his presidential protection unit and did not approach the staff as any law-abiding president should. Is it the DA's view that based on that narrow scope, that the chances are that the panel would come back and say that actually um, there is no case for the president to answer on you. Look, there's a very there's a very big possibility, and we can't rule that out. And look, I think it's going to come down, Aljun, to the 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 sort of you know the interpretation of the scope by the panel. And remember, I mean, we they they are only reporting back now. They've been busy with their work for the past six weeks, so no one has that. You know, they they are only going to let us know tomorrow what they looked at. So I think it's going to come down to did they look at the ATM's um, uh, complaint and some of the submissions by various parties? Did they get uh, responses from the president? And how open and honest was the president in his responses to them? And I think it's going to come down to what was presented to them. And remember that we we only have one side of that uh, uh, mm-hmm. equation. 
We only have the complaints, but we don't know what the president has now provided. Mm-hmm. Do you think at all, um, based on the allegations leveled against the president um, and also the decision that has been taken by parliament, that there was perhaps an undermining of how complex this issue is, considering, for instance, that we still don't have a report from the public protector, we still don't have a report from SARS, we still don't have a report from the Reserve Bank, we still don't have a report from the Hawks as well? Yeah, look, I mean, no, I, I think that, um, I mean, it, it, it is obviously quite concerning and we're still waiting for these state institutions, including the independent public protector, um, whose report we are mm. still awaiting. But um, I think it, it speaks less to the complexity of the issue. I think it speaks more to the secrecy around which the president has, you know, handled this matter. I think he hasn't covered himself in glory at all. I mean, he had many ample opportunities to come clean in Parliament to say exactly what happened. This is an issue and a matter that took place over two years ago. It, it boggles the mind that the president still not have the facts or have to, you know, uh, engage with his legal team. Uh, one would think that a president who is the, the, the custodian of, uh, of our constitution would know exactly what to do in a situation where a law has been broken and he would follow the law to the letter. It suggests to me, actually, Aldrin, that the, the complexity here is where does the president's complexity start and end? And I think that's where um, the various institutions mm. are grappling with. I, think it's, it's, I don't think that um, the issue is about the undermining of the matter. The matter is clear. I mean, the president came to parliament and said, there was a break-in in my house. I did not report it to SABS. I reported it to my presidential protection unit. I don't then know what happened afterwards. I mean... So at the very least, there's gross misconduct here on the on the part of the president because he, of all people, should know that it's the police that's better mm-hmm. suited to, mm-hmm. to investigate criminality. Yeah. I guess the other thing is also about the amount. We still don't know how much was stolen. Uh, we still don't know if any of the money was recovered as well. But then if the panel comes back, and you find with all of these investigations that are happening, there are contradictions from the recommendations coming out of the, of the findings rather coming out of these investigations. What then happens next? Look, I mean, the, the Section 89 process is quite clear. So if the panel comes back and says, look, we can't find prima facie evidence to suggest that you should institute impeachment proceedings against him, then they work stops immediately on the 30th of November. Um, you can't then reheat the process because they were established to look at this particular thing. And once they have made a finding, then that stops there. Um, and so I think that's why it's important. And that's why we've said that we can't then simply say Parliament must just let the matter go. That's why we need to find other parliamentary mechanisms so that we can get, so we can make sure that we hold the president to account. Um, and so that's why we would reinstitute um, or we would resubmit our request for an ad hoc committee. And I think the speaker would be hard-pressed at that mm-hmm. point, Aldrin, to then reject the, the, the request, because then at what point will Parliament really get appraised of what has happened then? Is the report going to be made public immediately tomorrow? We suspect so, because um, uh, the chairperson of the panel, uh, Sanjay Mobo, has asked that he uh, hands over the report to the speaker um, in a public forum. And so, I mean, I, I would expect then that if that is the case and uh, party uh, leaders have been invited to attend such a handover, and so I would expect then that it mm-hmm. would be made public 
Okay. So when the report is made public, um, in terms of your uh, process, then what happens? Who sits around to um, study the report and discuss what um, the Democratic Alliance's um, view would be come the 6th of December? Yeah, look, I mean, once as soon as the report for us is made public, we've already obviously mapped out our various action steps around, you know, obviously if the panel finds that there's no prima facie evidence, this is, as I've said, we will then resubmit our request. But should the, the panel then, um, Aldrin, find that there is, in fact, um, uh, prima facie evidence to institute uh, impeachment proceedings, then we're going to demand that Parliament must start that process immediately. I don't think that it is correct for a head of state that is facing an impeachment inquiry to continue conducting his business as the head of state while he has all of those allegations hanging over his head. And in fact, what we would really push for is that no political considerations must be made. It, it can't be that because, you know, there's an ANC elective Congress coming up that the matter must be shelved and dealt with it in another time. Um, this would be the first time in democratic South Africa something like this happens. Mm-hmm. It would be gravely serious, and it would require that Parliament deals with it immediately. Okay, who will be part of your deliberation committee? Look, it will be difficult to say, depend it was because it's going to depend on on what the the outcome is. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking from the DA side. Um, so once you yeah. get the report, who's going to be sitting down, studying the report, and deliberating on it? Myself as the chief whip will be leading the process. And uh, and then, of course, my caucus management. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is Sivio Kwarupe, who is the Democratic Alliance's chief whip in Parliament. And yeah, that report will be handed over tomorrow to Parliament. And as she has indicated, that the former Chief Justice has asked that it be done publicly. But we're still not clear on whether that means the report will be made public immediately. It's four o'clock.